Welcome to Weather Hype, podcast for casual weather conversation. My name is Castle Williams. And I'm Min Fun. Now I'm the reason why you broke up with him and got back together. So uh, that was really awful to hear. (laughs) That was super awkward. Um, If you guys didn't notice, the audio quality was weird and we sounded really weird. And that's because that was recorded about a year ago when we first started Weather Hype. So to celebrate us being on the air, I guess you could say, for one year, (laughs) we're going to release it to the public. Dun, dun, dun. Release it to the public. This is like some kind of like dirty tape that we're releasing to the public. But it's just our voices. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we talked a little bit about the probability of precipitation, which both of us have studied before. And we also talk about, what, weather underwear at one point? It we gets do. really, really weird. <laughs> Deep, dark secrets are revealed. Yeah, but I mean, what's new? We've been doing this for a year now. Our listeners have come to realize how, how funky we really are. But uh, yeah, hopefully you guys enjoy listening to a little bit of flashback. And we'll have some commentary on on present day stuff that relates to what we talked about about a year ago. Should be great. And in case you didn't realize what you're listening to, this is Weather Hype. A podcast where we talk about weather, climate, and how it affects you. And today we're taking a look at the past and moving on to the present. And hopefully we will be having a future. <laughs> that was weird. Super weird. <laughs> All right. Bye. <laughs> Now I'm the reason why you broke up with him and got back together Thought I was sunshine, but baby, I'm bad weather I'm off the Doppler in the five-day forecast By the time they hear me, I've already pushed the shore back No, no, I wasn't always like this Skies cleared soon as my daylight lit Sidewalks dried up, no snow emergency I could take you February and turn it into spring I was born on a storm when I get gone, I get gone And I don't need anyone to know better exciting this is our uh soft <laughs> opening for our podcast we're uh experimenting around before we really get started with what we're doing so we're kind of going through a trial run to see how we're going to do a podcast and work through the kinks of doing a podcast so i'm very excited castle i know you are too right yeah for sure and i hopefully you guys will be able to hear this podcast at some point uh, maybe a little bit down the road um, because it's going to have some cool things about our uh, life and stuff that's going on. So I'm sure you'll be interested in hearing about it. Yeah, so um, today we're going to be talking about a um, a topic that's near and dear to both of our hearts, which is uh, the probability of precipitation. It's kind of a, uh, a topic that's kind of in the weather community a lot now, um, more so with figuring out what the public thinks about it, what meteorologists think about it. So we're going to kind of touch on some of those topics um, and have a little discussion about that. Then I think we're going to have a um, life update for both of us. We've had a couple of exciting days. um, So I think that will be interesting to catch up on that. And then lastly, we will talk about our song of the week. Yeah, I think, well, to give you guys a quick background, Castle and I are both atmospheric science. Castle, you also got a degree in uh, psychology as well, right? Correct, yeah. And so we both are very interested in the intersection, what I like to call the nexus of meteorology and social science. And what social science means to us is it can mean anything from communication to psychology, sociology, geography, anything that really takes weather and tries to analyze and assess how it relates to people on a day-to-day basis. So that is something that we are very, very interested in. So when we think about the probability of precipitation, 
we think, okay, when there's a 50% chance of rain, how do people perceive that? What kind of decisions do they make? And what do they think about when they see that number? And that's something that we're going to dive in a little bit more today, too. So very excited to talk about the pop for show. Yes. So what exactly does the probability of precipitation actually even mean? And we're going to use the abbreviation POP, P-O-P, for the probability of precipitation, because saying that over and over again, it's kind of a mouthful. So we're going to say POP a lot. So again, POP means that and not soda or Coke. But anyway, we know that people perceive POP to be very different. Well, would it surprise you actually to know that the professionals, the people, the meteorologists that are in charge of getting that information out there, they also have varying definitions of what pop means too, right, Castle? Yeah, so I think before we go any further, we probably should tell everyone what the official definition is or um, what the majority of people use in the weather community as the official definition of the probability precipitation or the pop. So the official definition is considered to be the likelihood expressed as a percent of measurable precipitation at a particular point during a specified time period. So it's important that you point out the uh, spatial, the point, as well as the temporal, the time. So the likelihood, the chance of it raining, expressed as a percent, and then measurable measurable precipitation, which means that at least 0.01 inches of rain can fall or has to fall for it to be measurable. So that one definition is very packed with a lot of uh, technicalities in it, right? Right, and I think that's probably where some of the issues come into play because a lot of um, people within the general publics, they don't, I don't know if they understand necessarily understand the greater than 0.01 inch uh, as being measurable because most of the time when they hear these higher percentages, they kind of, their mind jumps to, oh, it's going to maybe rain harder or there's going to be more rain seen with these uh, higher percentages. But it's just necessarily, it's just saying that, oh, there's going to be, uh, there's a higher likelihood of seeing that is greater than 0.01 inch of rain. Exactly. And pretty much what we talked about too, if it sprinkles or if it's drizzling, it's affecting people. You're, you're still getting wet. Even if it doesn't actually register in the rain gauge, it's still actually raining. And, you know, there's liquid falling from the sky to some capacity. So in looking at that definition, there's also another definition that a lot of uh, meteorologists and forecasters use too, right? Yeah. So, um, so the definition that I just, that we just had a kind of a talk about was, um, the definition that the National Weather Service in Jacksonville has on their website. But then, um, if you look at other, uh, areas across the United States, they have, they also have certain, uh, pop definitions on their website as well. And so Peachtree City, um, actually has a different definition that says confidence times area equals pop. So, for example, if you have 100% confidence that's going to rain over 100% of the area, then you would have a 100% chance of rain. Versus if you're 50% confident over 100% um, chance of, or 100% of the area, then you're going to have a 50% chance of rain. So this is a completely, totally different uh, definition. And it's, it's one that we're seeing uh, more frequently in the meteorological community. Whether you're watching it on TV or you're on your mobile weather app, you see a percentage that expresses how much of a chance you think it's going to rain. You might see a 30% chance of rain or a 90% chance of rain. What does that even mean? And are there alternatives or different ways to express that same information? When we were doing this research back maybe, what, two years ago, we talked to a few broadcast meteorologists and asked them, and also asked people that we surveyed, you know, what possible alternatives do you have? Most people talked about 
using qualitative descriptors like scattered, isolated. What's another one that they use? Uh, isolated, scattered. Those words that you see uh, sometimes they they still have the percentages on the television screen, but then maybe underneath the bar graph they have uh, likely or. Uh, scattered showers, isolated showers, that type of thing. And that helps to convey to people, because when you think about scattered or isolated, you know, I, actually, I mean, for me, isolated means less of a chance, right? Scattered means more. Widespread means a pretty good chance we're going to get rain. Like the number, when you get a 50 or 60% chance of rain, in my head, when I see a higher number, not only do I think it's going to rain, I think it's going to be heavier rain. But I think something that people have to understand it's just because you have a 90% chance of rain. Again, it could sprinkle. And technically, the forecasters were pretty close to what was reality because it sprinkled, which means it rained, which means that it registers as rainfall in your head. But if you have a 30% chance of rain during the summertime, you know, I'm from the Georgia coast. We get thunderstorms all the time. And a 30% chance of rain is pretty much a hit and miss, you know, shower thunderstorm event with the sea breeze coming in. And we could get flooding rain from just one thunderstorm, but it could be a 30% chance of rain, not a higher number. So I think people have to understand the same thing with scattered and isolated. That, that Those words don't really mean how heavy it's going to rain or even the duration of the rain. It kind of just gives you an idea mentally for you to make your own thought about whether or not you think it's going to rain or not. It just doesn't take into account the intensity of the rainfall. Yeah, and I think you're totally right. But I think there's something else here that maybe we're not touching on as much as um, you briefly mentioned it. But when we get into the idea of these words, like isolated can mean something to me and something completely different to you. And so we're getting into the perceptions of words as well as the perceptions of the pop. And I think that's something that is something that is really cool that could be explored more is how are we looking at how does one person look at the word scattered and how do they compare that? How does that compare to another person who uses the word scattered? Um, so we kind of joke about that being a new and up and coming field called weather linguistics that kind of looks at these words and things that we use in the weather community and figure out how the general publics are perceiving them. So that's a, that, that's a cool field that should be coming up soon. Any of you kids out there that are listening to this podcast, if you're thinking about going to graduate school or you have an undergraduate research uh, interest, then uh, that could be something that you want to look into. Because, again, these are the things that these are the questions that people are asking now. We know how to forecast the weather pretty well. Do we know how to communicate it very well? Sure, we do. And we're doing a very good job. But there are always ways to improve how we get the information out there to the public. And like you said, Castle, with linguistics, that's very important in looking at the types of words we use, the discourse that we use surrounding meteorology. And when we talk to people about it, we want them to, well, we want to guide them in the right direction and doing, you know, taking the correct actions, but we can never control what somebody does. You can't control whether or not somebody takes the umbrella with them when they leave the uh, leave out their front door in the morning. You can't control whether they, you know, put on a poncho or they put on a jacket or whatever. We give them the information so they can make the decision No, themselves. and I agree. And it's it's interesting to think that, there could be one word that you use that makes an individual take an umbrella versus an, uh, a specific word that doesn't make them take an umbrella. So that's just, it's super fascinating to me personally, just because I love the way that words can be used as persuasive and as a way that we could convince people to do things that they normally wouldn't, but when they actually need to, if they're at risk or there's something that they could do that can improve their weather habits, I guess. We sometimes the weather community thinks that 
Um, they Their products are perfect, and the way that they work now best communicate their information to the public. So maybe with the pop, a way that we could do something with it or alter it or change it is to figure out how the public currently thinks about the pop and then maybe figure out how to tailor that to what the pop product really is. So do you have any thoughts on that, Min? Or- I mean, what you said was very... It resonates a lot with how you and I think and how a lot of people in the meteorology, uh, weather enterprise think as well in terms of how do people use the information we're giving them? And we need to start there initially instead of coming up with something, throwing it out there and then seeing, hmm, how do they perceive what we do or how do they interpret what we're saying to them? Instead, start from the people. How do the people perceive the information? What do they think about? And use those that research to better determine what we do as communicators of weather information, as meteorologists, as forecasters. Because if you don't know what people are thinking, you're kind of just throwing stuff at them and then assuming that they take in what you're what you're saying to them or that they're taking the actions or what you know, whatever. I think it's really important to understand that you have to listen to your the end user and in our situation here for the most part we're talking about the general public and how they look at weather forecasts if we want to really make an impact and understand what people are thinking we really need to start listening to what they have to say so a few statistics from a 2009 study from dr jeff lazo about the perceptions of weather sources different sources of weather information and how people use weather information on a daily basis the number one aspect of a forecast that people look at is what time the precipitation will occur. The third most popular reason people look at a weather forecast is to tell where the precipitation will occur. The fourth best reason is the type of precipitation that will occur. Precipitation is a very important component of what they look for when they look for a forecast, more so than temperature even. Precipitation is very important in how they plan their day, whether it is what time it's going to rain or how long it's going to rain for or the type of precipitation even and where. So very much so you can tell people really crave this information. Right. Think? Yeah. So I think one of the the big thing that jumps out at me from the list you just mentioned was, uh, so I have a, a small background in American Sign Language and the deaf community, and they have something called the WH questions. And so this is like who, what, where, when, why, and how much. And so if you look at the list that men just listed, we have when, we have where, we have what type of precipitation and how much, how much precipitation is going to fall. That's four out of the six WH questions. So that's like going back to the basics of anything is like figuring out all these things. So I think that's really telling of what kind, what type of information um, these people are craving in a forecast. Wow. I cannot believe that. <laughs> Blast from the past, for sure, for sure. I was hoping that people weren't too distracted by the really awful audio cut. <laughs> that was me learning how to edit on Audacity for the first time. And when we recorded that first episode, I think we were on the phone together. And for some we dumb reason, I thought, hey, let me put Castle on speakerphone while I'm recording my own audio and recording his speakerphone audio and that was like the worst idea we quickly learned that was not the way to do it but hey we had to learn how to podcast so now yeah, we've come a long way <laughs> we can say that at least this is kind of like our that's, benchmark is like our base our base like and, understanding I mean, we're celebrating our 30th episode I, it's a I weird know. anniversary but it's it's kind of nice to be at the big 3-0 <laughs> why is it a weird anniversary you said that earlier in the week yeah well i mean because 
I don't know, 30. You don't, we kind of skipped over celebrating 25. Like, wouldn't we celebrate 25 before we celebrate 30? Well, I think it's I don't know, more of like just... a closer to the year because we started like at the end of April or like the middle of April. Since there are 52 weeks in the year and we would technically 26 would have been the year mark, but then we actually end up making more mm-hmm. uh, than one episode for every other week. Because right. a few times we had one where we were like, oh, we're just going to put this out there, bonus, you know? So I think 29 or 30 marked the actual year, but we're just going to say 30 happens to be it because, well, we're looking back slash <laughs> we're going through a lot of school stuff right now, but school yeah. just ended and voila. Um, but yeah, so, you know, in that episode, we talked about improbability precipitation and technically some alternatives that we could use other than the actual percentage itself. So what word could we use for a 50% chance of rain or precipitation? And what word can we use for 100%? chance of precipitation and castle you recently uh our friend josh Eaches actually sent you an image of a data visualization graphic that depicts certain words and what they might mean on the range of assigned probabilities you want to go into more about that yeah it's really cool listening back to the episode that we recorded almost a year ago we kind of asked for something like this to come out and so it's pretty cool that like a week and a half ago josh sent me this and i was like this reminds me of the podcast episode that we recorded the original pilot and so the graphic is basically kind of like what we talked about there's a bunch of different word like phrases that people use in order to describe probabilistic information Um, so for example like chances are slight about even probably likely all those words that we sometimes use to describe uh, rain chances like with forecasts like we just discussed in the previous segment so I think the coolest thing about this is what they did was it looks like they asked a bunch of different people to tell them what probably means in terms of like probabilities, like between a zero and a hundred percent chance of probability. And then they plotted all those points and created these, I guess it's a box plot. Mm -hmm. And so it shows you like, where's the, the median and where's like the error in how people responded to these things. So instead of us just trying to guess and assume how people use these words and kind of interpret them in their mind in terms of probability, here we actually have data that proves where these words lie on the probabilistic scale. And this data isn't just limited to the idea of uh, precipitation. These words that are used. So let me just list off a few words here. Uh, Very good chance, probable, better than even, almost no chance, highly unlikely. These are words that are used universally when talking about probability and not just in the weather and meteorology community. And it's really interesting to see. So, for instance, the first word in this chart is almost certainly, right? And the box plot shows that there's a range anywhere between like over 80% to nearly 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, people assign those probabilities to the phrase almost certainly. But there's some other ones that have a lot bigger, a lot larger of a range. Right. Like uh, like Im- improbable is one of the, I think it may be the biggest box plot. Um, it goes from like 5% to almost 30%. And then also we doubt it has a huge error bar where people describe that as from 0% all the way up to 60%. Yeah. It's crazy just to see the word choices and how that kind of rearranges someone's brain to understand oh if we doubt this will happen then i mean to me that almost implies not at all like zero percent so um yeah it's interesting definitely to see but yeah like you mentioned this is from more of like a mathematical standpoint so they weren't really focused on precipitation in particular but this is a great application of this research 
as we deal with uncertainty information all the time in weather. I'm glad that this uh, he uh, tweeted the graphic to us so we can kind of talk about it. But it, yeah, you're right. It goes into what we were referring to in the past episode about, okay, what words are assigned to what and what does it actually mean to people? And from here on out, maybe this could be some way of guiding what practices we choose to use in the future. Exactly. Another thing that I wanted to bring up is in the previous segment, we talked about the Lazo study that's entitled Perceptions of Forecast Information. And it reminded me of your weather app research. And I know that you've done a lot of looking into that and you kind of based it around some of those forecast information perceptual studies. And so I was curious whether the same rankings apply in your more recent studies. So I think we said timing of precip was the number one most popular thing that people wanted. Location of the precip was number three, and then type of precip was number four. So I was curious if you had any similar findings in your recent study. Yeah. So for those who don't know, and I think we're going to dedicate a podcast episode uh, later on in the summer about what I was doing for my thesis. Um, I'm actually defending it in a couple of weeks. Well, actually, no, about a week from now. <laughs> Should probably get ready for that. Um, but yeah, so I looked at smartphone technology and how people use their smartphones uh, for acquiring daily weather information, not necessarily severe weather information, but just on your regular day, what do you want? What do you need? And so in that study by Dr. Jeff Lazo at all at the folks at NCAR Societal Impacts Program, they had a study looking at weather sources and overall, like it was a much more representative sample of the entire country. What I was focusing on was more college students from three different universities in the Southeast. So definitely not going to be generalizable, but the information is still really useful. So in my study, I asked people, you know, what kind of information from a forecast do you find most important? So precipitation, anything that dealt with precipitation was actually perceived to be very important to people. The chance of precipitation was the number one, what people wanted in their forecast, the number one option. And number two was the timing of the precipitation. Number four was where the precipitation was going to fall. Number six was the type of precipitation, whether it's snow or rain, more than likely, but also hail and sleet also count as precipitation types as well. And then the amount of precipitation was number 10 and the chance of different amounts of precipitation was number 11. So all those together, there were about 14 different options total, including temperature aspects of a forecast, even the pollen count aspect of a forecast and other things too. So there are a lot of different components of precipitation that were addressed within those 14 options. But you no, know, the top five are chance of precip, timing, and location. So those are definitely still important and that has been proven in past literature as well. Overall, this general trend is the same, which is good to see. For your study. Yeah, no, for sure. And I can, uh, I'll definitely go into it more because there's a lot I want to talk about with my, my research, but we'll, we'll save the, the juicy details for uh, <laughs> next time. How about that? Sounds like a plan. So as you know, we always talk about things going on in our life, crazy side tangents. So of course, every episode has to have that, including our pilot. So here's more. Tangents. All right, so now we're going to change gears a little bit, throw in a little bit of shenanigans, and we're going to shoot the breeze. So we, Evan Castle and I, uh, we are in a little Facebook group message with our good friends Jared, Chris, and Molly. We all went to UGA undergrad atmospheric sciences together, and we are awesome. We talk about, you know, whatever, things, random things on a daily basis. And one th- It should be noted that, they, that we are called the Mamatis Brain Trust. That is our official name. 
So anyway, one thing that they brought up was Molly found weather underwear. They're actually Doppler underwear. Uh, it's from a website, psdunderwear.com, uh, where this promoting them. Please give us some free underwear. <laughs> that would be awesome. I wear size small. Thank you. Yeah, it's PSD underwear. I support them. I believe in what they do. <laughs> Undergarments to hold everything together is very important. These really cool Doppler underwear. It's like that spandex polyester material. I know you said you don't really like that material, right? It's like a dry fit material. Who, me? Yeah. You said you don't like that kind of underwear. Well, I don't know if, if this is too much for the podcast listeners, but I wear boxers, not boxer briefs. And that's all that it's being sold in right now. So, I mean, I can see, I can see what you're saying. Yeah. They're definitely, you can be a boxer person. You can be a brief person or you can be a boxer brief or you can be a commando. I don't know. You know, whatever your preference might be. Speaking of which, a tangent, because we always love tangents. Oh, we do love tangents. It's all story about when you sleep at night, it's actually best to be commando. If you wear underwear, it traps the moisture and the bacteria in your uh, nether region. If you wear your underwear or pants at night, you're trapping moisture in that region where things can grow and bad things can happen. So they actually recommend you go commando and not wear anything at all. Wow. <laughs> I guess we really uh, started off Weather Hype with some uh, very, uh, In- I don't intimate know. Intimate details. <laughs> I'll say, yeah, I'll say <laughs> intrusive, but that's not really intrusive. Intimate maybe sounds a little bit better. Yeah. Yes, I, I still stand by those statements. Sleeping commando, it's good for you. <laughs> I, I've done it before. And since that episode was recorded, I'm pretty sure in this past year, I've also oh, done it a I was few times. Ask if, they, if there were any updates. So I guess that's a yes. Is it too much information to tell people right now, since we all love our TMI, that I'm literally just sitting in my underwear because I just went for a bike ride and it's really hot outside? <laughs> wow. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't want to be creepy, but <laughs> nah, why not? Why Share not? Share all. Let everyone know. We all. Everyone sits in their underwear in their own comfort of their home. I like, don't think I normally do. You don't? No. It just seems oh. like I'd be too vulnerable. I mean, my roommate's not here anymore, so I'm alone. So it's okay. I mean, I live alone too. But what if, like, well, you need all to my take friends action. always say stuff. Yeah, I mean, if somebody knocks on your door, just put on some pants. <laughs> Right? I guess that's true, I don't but know. it just, I don't know. It's just a weird thing that I have. I just feel very vulnerable that if I don't have clothes on, then I won't be able to act or like be ready to go. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I've thought about things like if I'm taking a shower and all of a sudden like my building's collapsing mm. and like I end up staying alive, <laughs> am I just going to be like naked when they find me? Like, like these are things I think about because like not to take, a, not to be like rude or whatever, but you know how they found people like, uh, you know, I think I heard a story a few years ago where a guy was taking a shower and a tornado hit his house and oh they just gosh. found him like naked in his shower. He was alive. Um, but I don't know. <laughs> Stuff like that. It's kind of like interesting. You know, talking about vulnerable. Like, yeah, you yeah. are very vulnerable because your whole house is gone and, and you're looking naked. But I mean, there could be worse things. The human body is a human body. Right. It shouldn't be so weird. It's just a way Grotesque. I feel like I was raised to be more, to be less intimate-ish and not like reveal myself Mm. (laughs) that sounds weird it sounds like i'm like a pedophile or something no wonder you're saying everything right now in the comfort of your own home okay calm down (laughs) um but yeah no i mean i still i feel bad i meant to buy those underwear and i I was gonna ask you if you ever bought them some of our friends did but i never bought any oh i think yeah i like Yeah, Jared did. My friend Nick did too. I wouldn't mind getting the underwear, but as of right now, I just bought a, a few more underwear pairs, so mm. I don't really need any right now. But 
I mean, I was, it might come in handy. I was going to ask if your financial situation had changed enough to purchase the underwear, because it seemed pretty grim <laughs> when we recorded last. <laughs> I mean, I'm saving a lot of money to go traveling right now, and, you know, I'm not going to be making tons of money after graduation, so, yeah, I'm still in the same place. I feel like I'm being a little bit, I've been spending a little bit more money, because I'm leaving Greenville, mm-hmm. North Carolina, pretty soon, so I might as well enjoy my last moments here, eating food with friends and stuff like that, and I've been traveling a little bit recently, too, so, yeah, I've, I've been a little bit more freer, if you will, mm. to uh, spend more money, even though I don't necessarily have any more money than I did before. Well, with that, let's jump back into the rest of the podcast. But to me, I always have a concern that there's going to be like a spider <laughs> or a roach. There's always, I mean, they fumigate in my apartment complex, sure, but especially back at home, I went home for spring break last uh, a couple weeks ago. I saw silverfish. Like one of them was like in my on my hair, like in my hair, on my head. I was like, I woke up. What the heck is that? <laughs> Wait, what is a silverfish? You never seen a silverfish before? I mean, I might have, but I don't know what they're what they look like. Um, I can't really describe it. It looks very. Is it like a spider? Or what kind of bug does it look like? A silverfish is a small wingless insect. I'm reading the Wikipedia thing, but uh, if I could compare it, it looks like a um, like a larva, like a little larva, but with antenna and little legs. So those they uh, they tend to munch on paper and pulp, you know, paper pulp, that kind of stuff. Is this like a coastal thing? It might be. I forget where they live, but I believe they're not. They're confined to like coastal moist areas or high humidity areas for sure. But yeah, we get silverfish. They don't. I don't think they bite you. They've never bitten me before, but it, nevertheless, it's not something pleasant to have crawling around you when you're sleeping. So, have I gone commando before when I slept? Not gonna lie, yeah. But do I prefer to? Most often times, no, because I don't want anything crawling up in that nasty region, you know? So, that's my take on it. Anyway, that's my tangent. <laughs> um, back to the underwear, though. My question for them, if you look it up, pfdunderwear.com slash product slash doppler, I don't know what image, radar image they chose for the underwear, but I would imagine if you chose like a really bad weather event, like a tornado or, uh, you know, a hook echo or something like that could be like kind of rude <laughs> to have a hook echo in your buttocks region or the other side, because it's kind of like, oh, a tornado, but then you're kind of making, I don't know, not making fun of it, but you're making it a lighter situation, I suppose. And it's kind of awkward. I don't know. I feel like you might be thinking too much into it. I mean, I feel like they, so they have those Doppler shoes too, right? They're like Nikes or something. I've seen people wear them. So would you feel the same way about that? If it had like a really severe weather, like echo on it, I'd be, I'd question and be like, where, where'd you get that from? Like what weather event did that come from? Just being naturally curious. I'm sure every meteorologist would think that, but the, both the shoes and this one, they have, um, high reflectivity with the uh, DBZ. So definitely some heavy rainfall, but I don't, think that there is any severe weather signature that showed up on the uh, underwear itself um anyway this underwear is 25 dollars. if you want to get it i'm not telling you you should get it i'm not telling you that you should buy me a pair if you buy one for yourself but if you do so feel inclined hit me up because uh, i'll send you my address and you can send me some underwear <laughs> help me i'm poor <laughs> say what are all kidding aside are you going to order some i think i might i think i might save up my money <laughs> i mean i have enough i have 25 dollars right now sure but i want to maybe think about this a little bit more 
Um, but I could use some more underwear. I have about a two and a half week supply. But if I can extend that longer, I don't have to do my laundry as much because I definitely have enough shirts. I feel like our podcast listeners are getting way too much information about us. That's okay. I... So is $25 a normal price point? Because I feel like that's fairly high. I mean, for custom underwear, does it look like it was tie-dyed? Not going to lie, kind of does, but you can tell it's a radar. But yeah, I could tie-dye some underwear and maybe get relatively the same effect. Probably not. But $25 is a little expensive. It's more like a novelty gift. I would give this to someone for Christmas, for sure. Or a birthday. But as a here you go random present, man, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe I should get some like might be a good secret Santa gift. Yeah, I can see that being a nice little secret Santa gift. Just stick in the stocking stuffer. Like, oh, you got me some underwear. Oh my god, you got me radar underwear. Thank you so much. You are far too kind. Okay, so to finish out the podcast, we're gonna throw out a song of the week that we each have picked. To kind of give our listeners something to look into, we're both avid music fans, so let's be let's let's clarify here though. We're both avid like top forty music fans. <laughs> More specifically, we're both avid top forty music fans. So, Min, why don't you go first? Mine is over and over again. Uh, Nathan Sykes featuring Ariana Grande. It's a very uh, mellow, very heartfelt song, and the music video is very touching as well. Spoiler. Um, the old lady dies at the end of the music video. <laughs> Not cool. Wait, should I watch the music video? I never watched it. I just turned it on. It like, gives me, like, the notebook vibe. Thinking back on your life and how great it was and, like, meeting when you were young, going through life together, and then death. <laughs> Plus, the harmonies are, like, super legit. Ariana and Nathan are, like, awesome at harmonies. Together. If you don't know much about Nathan, he's from the band The Wanted that is now defunct, but The Wanted was, like, a huge band around the same time as one direction but one direction was definitely a lot bigger and i think this cited one direction's like popularity kind of shadowed them and so that kind of prevented them from growing more than they could have but it was one of my favorite bands they came out with two albums i believe and they were good but again didn't really have a chance or three albums i think but they didn't really have a fighting chance against one direction but thanks men for your suggestion for song of the week so mine is kind of in the same vein a little bit. I am super on, I'm on an Ariana Grande kick right now. I just found her old album, Yours Truly, which I'm super obsessed with. Um, but my song of the week is going to be Dangerous Woman, her new uh, single that she just put out. Well, I guess she has a new single now, but Dangerous Woman is definitely something you have to listen to. It's, it's a lot different than most of her music, um, but the chorus is so... It's just so catchy that I just love it. Absolutely love it. It got me through my thesis defense. It was my pump-up song, so it's definitely something you should check out. He played it during the thesis defense, actually, and that's why he passed, because everyone liked Ariana Grande, not because they liked him. It was the song that I that I walked through the door into. I walked into the door with the song blaring. No, I'm just kidding. You could have had, like, a, a boombox and someone would be like, Introducing Castle Williams. I just brought my little Bluetooth boombox and had it on my shoulder. <laughs> I think I'm over 500 times listening to it at this point. I think we are finished with our uh, Podcast Zero, our soft opening podcast. I still have not seen a silverfish. I I don't know. I, have you had any more run-ins with run-ins. them? Run-ins. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, they pulled me over and arrested me. <laughs> Run-ins with the Silverfish police. Uh, no, yeah, I have actually. You know, it's weird. I mostly oh, see them when I'm like sitting on the toilet, and then they happen to be in my bathroom, like <laughs> running around, and so I just grab them and throw them outside when I'm done. I don't know why. Like I always find. Well, actually, I do know why. They tend to be in like damp, moist places in the bathroom where people shower. Okay. Happens to be in those places. And I think That's I cool. even mentioned that. Did that I mention sense. that in the last podcast? I can't remember. No, you didn't. But I asked, was it a coastal thing? And that would make yeah, sense. Yeah, so they're definitely like coastal areas. So I guess it makes sense that they're not up in your region. But yeah, um, yeah they we get those a lot. So you have them in Greenville also? I actually haven't seen any in Greenville, surprisingly. Maybe they don't live okay. above a certain latitude. I don't know. Maybe. Um, actually, you know, and again, our lovely tangents. I was talking about scorpions the other day and saying how we get scorpions in Georgia. And people were really mm-hmm. shocked. They're, they're like, wait, why do you get scorpions in Georgia? We thought you only get them out in like the desert areas. But I've had people along coastal Georgia who have found scorpions in their houses and then in Athens, people had a huge problem with scorpions in some of the yeah. apartment complexes, yeah, right? Yeah, it was big in Athens. Yeah, And they mm-hmm. quite come out of sinks and stuff, is what people have told me. Oh, I don't know about that. That sounds I, Well, I've never, I've never or, seen or a scorpion before in Athens, or actually a real-life scorpion. I have not either. That's so weird. I know, like, the polo club in Athens. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, the polo club where I lived. Yeah, I heard stories, but that. I never saw any myself. I think they don't like lavender. I might have saw that on a movie. I don't know if it's real, but I have heard that scorpions don't like the smell of lavender. I heard that if you want spiders to stay away, you use peppermint i really think. yeah so i think i'm gonna try that do you have a lot of spiders in your apartment i do that's the only bug i get are spiders big spiders or small spiders i mean they're like small to medium hmm. but they're like all the time interesting it's just super weird but luckily that's like the one bug i'm okay with yeah i feel like i'm i'd, I'd rather have spiders than roaches which is the problem that we have Me in my too. apartment right now I cannot stand roaches yeah because they run and then they start flying i mean i know spiders can kind of fly sometimes so but i just don't like it Ugh, it just makes me feel gross and i always release them all I don't, I've only killed maybe like one or two roaches myself this year. And I normally sweep them into a dustpan and throw them outside or trap them in a shoebox. Yeah, I was going to say, you sweep them out. Yeah. <laughs> but also recently, I've gotten those ginormous mosquito things that come into your house. And so I uh, I yeah. tried trapping one of them in a cup and accidentally broke its wings. So I just killed it because I felt bad. <laughs> the other one I actually successfully trapped and threw it outside. I try not to kill things because, you know, why not? I know. <laughs> um. Why not? Why not? Because, you know, good karma and it's good for the people. (laughs) But yeah, so we had a song of the week. We started that tradition at the very beginning and our songs were Dangerous Woman, Ariana Grande, that was you. And that was the song that you said was like really upbeat when you're walking into your defense, right? That you were like jamming to it. And then mine, (laughs) mine happened to be Ariana Grande as well, but with Nathan Sykes over and over again, which I think I might have accidentally deleted from my iPod by accident. I don't know how that happened. That's sad. It is. It's really unfortunate. But you are kind of sticking with tradition a, a little bit, and you're going to, st- uh, you have a song yeah. by Ariana Grande, right? I do. So my song this week is called Quit, Q U I T, and it's by Cashmere Cat featuring Ariana Grande. It's really hard for me to tell when she sings and when Cashmere Cat sings, but if, uh, if I have listened to it correctly, I think Ariana sings the entire time, and Cashmere Cat developed the beat and the music behind it. Mm. But it's a very interesting song and i actually sent you sent it to you this past week for you to play behind another song um attention by charlie puth and it was just kind of interesting 
to think about the two storylines and how they could potentially overlap. So yeah, it was pretty cool. So basically, I think Quit is about how this girl is finding it super difficult to quit her boyfriend or this guy. And so it was pretty interesting to, to hear it back to back with Charlie Puth's attention, where he's talking about this girl who keeps going after him just for attention instead of like wanting a relationship. And so when you play them back to back, it's kind of like this dual storyline. So when you hear Charlie Puth's, you think this girl is crazy because she won't leave him alone. But then if you consider it from the point of view of quit, it's almost like she would regret like leaving him. And so she keeps trying to stay with him. Um, so it's just an interesting kind of parallel that's that I thought of when I was listening to the Pop Rising playlist, the good old, good old Pop, Pop Rising, Rising playlist. You might as well just upload that onto our website too. <laughs> I know. It changes so often though. It's so nice. Yeah. But yeah, so that's my song of the week. You should go check it out. It's a super good song. Nice. Um, yeah. So what about you? What is your song of the week? Well, I know I mentioned last time that maybe we should do some flashback or throwback songs. And last time we talked about Hoku and the burrito song which is actually called How Do I Feel, uh, in parentheses, the burrito song. <laughs> the burrito song. I was about to say, I think it has that thing that we've talked about before. I guess, like, in pop culture, it was, it was like, just known as the burrito song because the, the lyric, like, you were eating a burrito, and that just stuck with a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> I was watching some music videos by Hoku the other day in, in, uh, in my office, and my friend walked in on me and was like, what are you doing? And I was, like, slightly embarrassed at first, but then I was like, nah, whatever. <laughs> but I guess my song of the week, since we're doing the throwback is going to be Hoku and Perfect Day because I just graduated on Friday and walked in yeah, the whole time. Perfect. I could I was thinking about that song and how it was playing in my head. And if you watch Legally Blonde in the past, the first one, she that's the song that plays when she's giving her little uh, farewell address and yeah. then it starts playing and it's like it's a perfect day. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's. I don't know. It, it just felt very, uh, very appropriate for my graduation, even though it didn't really play, but it was playing in my head. And now just introducing it or reintroducing it again uh, for uh, on the podcast. But I looked into Hoku as well. I've, I think she's close to 30 right now. And I oh, think wow. she's married, has kids, but and she's from Hawaii, which if you couldn't tell by all the music videos that she does or the, you know, the Hawaiian tropical theme that she tends to have, uh, even though she was in the movie Snow Days, which doesn't make sense at all <laughs> but she it was weird because her success was based on the, the fact that like a lot of movies used her songs and they became really popular and they were on like radio disney and uh. stuff like that but she never really made it really big mainstream wise she just happened to be an artist who happened to make like three big songs that happened to be in movie trailers or a big part of movies for like our age group when we were younger not even for like older right. people and i think they said that she kind of decided not to stay with music because she didn't want to be marketed as like a sex kitten or like a sexy like figure she was uncomfortable oh. with that because she was really religious i think and so doing music was something she was she loved and she was passionate about but not the whole like sex symbol kind of thing she was not okay with that and so she got out of the business for the most part which i really respect her for doing because some people i think kind of just you know sell their values and do that whole you know sexy thing going on to get people to like their music and to like them and then you know yeah you might be famous but are you a sellout kind of you know mm -hmm. right so hoku sucked her morals she did good and you know what she's this week's song of the week for me and that is an astounding award <laughs> I should send her a weather hype sticker. She should be thankful. You should. I mean, yeah, I'm reviving her career. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love you, Hoku. So, the usual outro that you've come to love. You can find us 
on a variety of places or in a variety of places, including facebook.com slash weatherhype or weatherhypepodcast.com. <laughs> Shut up! You can also find us on Twitter at weatherhype, both words weather and hype, or you can send us a fantastic email at weatherhype at gmail.com. You don't have to make it fantastic. Just send us an email. Whatever. It's fine. We won't judge you on your grammar. <laughs> we won't judge you if you're terse. Whatever. Do, do what you please. Same thing with reviews. We love to you, love to you, love for you to. I'm just getting all the prepositions messed up. Wow. Um, we love for you to leave a review on your iTunes or a favorite Android app for Weather Hype. If you could do a positive review, that'd be great. If you leave a negative review, that's cool too. We love to learn from you and what we should do better. We hope you enjoyed this flashback. Awkward. To really find out what the mm. pilot was like. What we were what like the at the beginning like. of this process, and hopefully how far we've come now. Yeah, it was it was like looking at old photos of yourself with like an ugly haircut, and just thinking, "Wow, this is awkward." Mm. But it's also good because it's like it tells us how mu- how much we've done since then and how much we've accomplished. True that, which is always good. True that. And also, what's really weird is at the end of that episode, we were like, "We'll come up with a new way to sound off the podcast," but no, nope, we still we have still do that. We're still doing the same thing. We still do that. Well, if it's not broke, why fix it, right? So, thank you for listening, and we will see you next time. All right, Cass, so we'll come up with a better sign-off before uh, next time. Until next time, stay hyped. Bye, Felicia. (laughs) See you on the internet. See you on the internet, boo. I want to say that so much, but I can't get away with it. I can't get away with saying boo. Bye, boo. Three, two, one. So as you know, we always talk about things going on in our life, crazy side tangents. So of course, <laughs> every episode has to have that, including our pilot. So here's more. Tangents. Sorry. <laughs> I just like the word tangent. tangents. <laughs> tangents. Pivot. Pivot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what a transition. If I've ever seen one, that was the best.